This is your friendly DM slash editor, Riley speaking. Just wanted to give you a heads up as you're going into this episode. We ended up having to record this one over two sessions, and my stupid self forgot to uh, set my proper recording device to my actual microphone and accidentally recorded all of the second session's take with my computer's built-in microphone, which is nowhere near as good of quality. So about halfway through, you're going to hear my audio quality dip quite a bit. Uh, just a heads up, it's still listenable, just not quite as good. Uh, hopefully, won't happen again in the future, but we'll see. Thanks for listening, and enjoy the session. Welcome to D Hall and Dragons, a real play D&D podcast about a group of high school students who get sucked into a world of fantasy and magic and have to set out on a quest to find their way home, but not before they find themselves along the way. My name's Riley Wesson, I'm this campaign's dungeon master, and I'm joined by my friends, my players, and my very, very sad students. Hi guys, oh, how, so are, how are we doing? I'm not oh, sad. Cecil's no. depressed, but I'm not sad. <laughs> I just want to go home. <laughs> <laughs> and you will in me. like 30 to 40 sessions. Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> how, how much longer will it take? I'll never tell. I don't know why we haven't all chimed in at one point or another, all three of us saying, but not before they find themselves along their way. I, I'm just because we can we always count that. on you to do it, Andy. Yeah. Uh, because if you do, I will job. edit it out well, and we'll just get rid of it. And it'd be great. That's not how Zoom works. Okay. <laughs> okay, actually, you know what? You know what? Let's all say it at the exact same time. All right. Okay. One, two, three. But not, but not before, before they, they find themselves, themselves along, along the, way. the way. See, I told you. Frozen <laughs> <laughs> yeah, did it on purpose. Yeah. <laughs> and that's why Brandon's my favorite. I'm a little rascal. I think Brandon's all of our favorite, honestly. He's a little stinker. <laughs> uh, well, as they said, I'm Brandon. Uh, my name is Brandon Lindsay, and I play Cecil McNamara for real this time. And last time <laughs> it, we were playing someone else, but for real this time, I definitely am Cecil McNamara. Uh, and I do have a question for y'all. Um, this past weekend, Andy and I uh, did a wedding coordination, and it was my last one. I used to be in the wedding business, and now I'm out. I'm out, baby! But it did get me thinking. What song would your character choose for their first dance at their wedding? Oh, fuck. All right, I'm going to give Ooh. everyone like a minute to scroll to like scroll through Spotify, pick a song, eh, 30 seconds. You got 30 seconds, scroll through Spotify, pick a song. Yeah, I'll edit this moment out, but yeah. I've already got one. I'm good. I mean, I know V's theme song, but I don't know her first V's dance. theme song? Oh, yeah. I'm so he's, sorry. Hold he's up, never Riley. asked. You do have to put this in. He has never asked what what song would you say best defines your character. He's never asked that question. I've had it in the back of my head for like a year now. I just don't know a person that's like develops a character and then is like, oh, I know exactly what their theme song would be. Like I don't. I yeah, don't. I have an entire playlist for one of my other D and D characters. It's great. Aww, that's cute. All right, I do have mine. I'll wait until we all have a song because then we can jump back I, into it. Oh, and, I have a really and it'll niche. and it'll feel like we're all really prepared. <laughs> I'm ready. Oh! There's great improvers. Yeah. I always think I'm a feet. See, I have one that's like niche and serious, and then like a potential just like dipshit one. Go for the dipshit answer. Really? 
I'll have a serious one. Okay, then do the Why are you one. asking? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, okay, okay, okay. Hi, my name is Annie Lindsay, and I'm the voice of Victoria. Brandon Hi, has to go hold first. On, Brandon on. asked the question. Let <laughs> Brandon go gotta, first. Gotta, I'm waiting. The only reason why I'm waiting God, is going to be a fucking nightmare to edit. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Cecil is, um, he's, he likes to, I guess it's a little bit more basic of an answer, but uh, he's a real big Bleachers fan, so he'd probably choose Let's Get Married by Bleachers. You know, he's a sucker for a good pop song, and uh, he thinks it's fun, and he'd probably choreograph some real goofy dance, and whoever his spouse happens to be, uh, I think that would be like a deal breaker for him. He'd be like, we gotta, we gotta, we gotta listen to this song. That's very good. Look, Bleachers is a bop. Absolutely. hundred percent. Andy, you can, you can go now, Andy. Uh Hi, my name is Andy Lindsay, and I am the voice of Victoria Hightower. I would think she would go with something Harry Styles. She'd probably go with something Harry Styles because she's a massive fan. Or I would say She by Dodie, although that one's a little more sad. And then uh, super, super niche because this artist does not get enough love. Uh, Stories by Lily for Pharaoh. I'd say it's, yeah, it's a really, really good one. V would be a Dodie fan. She'd be, yeah, massive Dodie fan and, and, yeah, no one knows so many layers. So many layers to Victoria. Sorry, too many. I can't pick no, one. No, I love it. Not too many. Layers. My name is Danielle Grisco, and I play Brian Tolkien um, on this podcast, and uh, Brian doesn't believe in marriage. <laughs> what? Like that, it, like that it exists? This... He's, he's just not going to get married. <laughs> yeah, he's no. like, that's a lie. No, he's he's Absolutely watched not. people trapped together for life by marriage that are not in love anymore, and he wants nothing to do with it. That makes a lot of sense. Like at the end of the day, like Brian, Brian's never gonna trap like himself or another person in that institution. Like it's just the way his sister and he grew up. Like they would be so much happier if their parents were not married anymore. Hmm. And so I, I just think it's like it's something he's not gonna sign up for or even like think about. God, I cannot wait till Brian gets home and can go to fucking therapy. <laughs> campaign. I was just going to say that's a Holy massive shit. therapy tip jar right there. Oh I don't my know God. that it is. I think it's like you learn. <laughs> <Never mind. laughs> you watch it. We watch as children. We watch our parents yeah. do things that don't work for them and we think yeah. But he still needs to process that. Sure. <laughs> he still needs to like talk he someone out and like be like, yo, <laughs> that's a lot. Yeah, I I think, uh, you know. <laughs> and my name's Riley Wesson. I'm this campaign's dungeon master and uh like Victoria, I also have two answers because I I have like, you know, like what the slow dance would be and if, if there were like a fun dance. So probably for a slow dance, I would go with uh, a song called Old Fashioned by Bruno Major. Uh, that's beautiful and just like really chill and really gets my vibe. Uh, and then for a fun song, I'd probably go with uh, Do You Want to Do Nothing With Me by Lawrence because it's like one of my Ooh, favorite songs song. and also very much my vibe. A more important question for you of your future wedding, Riley. Are are you going to choreograph both dances, either dance? Absolutely not. Really? You're really? See, I can dance, but I'm going to trust someone else with the skill of a choreographer to actually choreograph, you know? No, but I mean, like, are you going to do a choreographed dance? I don't know. It would probably depend on who I'm marrying because right. it would. it's kind of a thing of I'll be like, I would do it, but I'm not going to be like, let's do it. We're going to we're going to dance and it's going to be fun. Just depends on the vibe, you know, <laughs> until yeah, the whiskey uh, kicks in. <laughs> follow up to that follow up in lieu of a, a first dance, which you want to leave up to a choreographer. Would you do a first fight? Yes! I would absolutely do a first fight. 
That's yeah. the coolest thing I've ever heard. I could just picture the MC being like, most of the time we have the opportunity to see a couple's first dance. Riley and his partner are vulnerable enough to show us their first fight as a married couple. <laughs> Clarification, sword fight. Sword yeah. fight. What it would be is it would start with the first dance. It's like really slow and sweet, but then like I would accidentally miss a step and my my wife would be like, what are you doing? Like, And we would start getting this argument. We would just like go to our best man and our, our maid of honor. We would yes. just grab swords and be like, yeah! I challenge you <laughs> and just just fucking throw down in the middle of the dance wait. floor. This is gonna be I'm so fun so to watch. Excited for this. Oh yeah, I'm glad that somebody, it's now just hey, canon. Listen, it's gonna happen. Somebody, I'm sorry, Riley. It's been decided for you. Hey, so again, back to that. Back Someone to that. out there, please marry Riley Weston just so we can all attend the wedding. We just want to go. <laughs> Last session on D Hall and Dragons, the students' friends faced Ren's trial, a prison break turned stealth mission that resulted in them finding a particular book and a trap filled collection. After breaking my fun puzzle with D&D mechanics, they found a doorway leading them into a small cluttered office in which they discovered some magical items along with a journal and an old laptop. From there, we jumped back to the students who were racked with the revelation that James was actually a dream created by the counselor to keep them on track, one that had his own autonomy and free will, which ultimately resulted in him becoming an unknown variable that his creator had to rid himself of. As the counselor read the student... <laughs> As the counselor read the students for absolute filth in an effort to convince them to give up, a door creaked open and their friends appeared in the room as the ritual neared its completion. What ensued was an absolute utter loss for our heroes as their friends were captured for some unknown machinations and they were forced to flee from their ruined school and their utter failure. Licking their wounds back at their van, they ultimately resolved themselves to continue forward in the realization that they were the only ones that could do anything about this. And after a mysterious riddle revealed itself to them in a journal Ren found when it was lined up with Brian's book, they decided to head to Bummerfield in search of answers at the library. And that is where we are now. So, you guys are currently in the van on the road. Uh, Cecil is in the driver's seat and Victoria and Brian, you guys are holding sitting hands. in the back seat, uh, holding hands That's comfortingly. Right. That's right. Andy specified, not in a romantic sense, just a not comforting hand hold. Like, yeah. It, it's not, not, it's not a it's waffle. Not a waffle. It's, a it's a pancake. Exactly. <laughs> yes. Tell me you're a church kid without telling me you're a church. Kid. She's even got like both her hands over his like one, you know? Like that, the, the, okay. Like, so, it, so it's like bordering it. romantic. No, 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 no. Make a grapple check. <laughs> Let's see. How do I do that? Here's a follow-up question. How sweaty are her hands? Um, I would say actually Roll a constitution check. (laughs) (laughs) Roll a sweat check. You you would be very surprised. You would assume that being the little LA princess that she is, that she would have very soft hands. Um, her hands are actually ever so slightly calloused. But we're not talking about callous. We're talking about sweaty. I'm like, how sweaty are we're talking about moist? Well, okay, so I rolled the unarmed strike first. That's a 14 for grapple, right? Is that okay? That's a pretty solid handhold. And then con, I only get a plus one. That's a nine. They're they're somewhat sweaty. It's like it's like average sweat. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's just like just an an average day of running around. (laughs) Not quite moist. (laughs) So after that diversion, uh, um, you guys are driving along. Uh what time is it roughly? Right now, it's probably about four o'clock, and you think with how far you remember, like the travel time, you'll probably make it to Bummerfield around like eight or so. Okay. Um, 
I will attune to that necklace of adaptation. Cool. You grasp the uh, puka shell necklace. Oh, yeah. Oh, shit. No. That Carlick no. found. It's canon. You said it was no. puka shell. I decided for him. I thought he was going to keep it. The DM always remembers. Okay. If, if you want, you can like fashion it into like more of a bracelet as opposed to like yeah. a necklace specifically. Yeah she'll, wear, but... yeah. she'll like double it essentially and wear it as a bracelet. Yeah. And then she would also like to spend um, as much of this time as possible inspecting, investigating the laptop. Okay. Um, roll me, uh, let's say, investigation check. Okay. Do you have proficiency with Tinker's tools? Yes, I do. Okay, you can roll with advantage. V takes out that little case that you use. Glasses like, fixing. Glasses, yeah. It's got all like teeny tiny little screwdrivers and the cloth and everything. And I think she's sitting there. You guys, you just kind of see in the rear view mirror Cecil. Uh, she like keeps like widening her blinking her eyes and she's like looking over the laptop and everything and she just she can't stop messing with her eyes. You okay? I've had monthlies in and I think they're too dry at this point and ugh, shit. And she <laughs> takes some contacts out of her eyes and finds a little like pill bottle or whatever to put them in in her backpack and she pulls out a glasses case. And she's got these really dorky glasses. And she puts them on. She blinks. Okay. It's better. Just sucks. Doesn't really go with the aesthetic, but it's fine. Brian's hands start sweating. (laughs) (laughs) My God, it's the reverse 90s rom-com high school movie. Uh, A popular girl. No thanks. She puts on the glasses like, holy shit, holy, she's yeah, she, beautiful. She puts the glasses on and she puts her hair up. <laughs> oh, not the ponytail. Brian yeah. chokes on his spit a little bit. <laughs> and so she <laughs> takes out all these little tools and she grabs this other pack of tools that she's gotten along the way to like fix her rifle and her pistol with. And she flips it over to the underside. Um, she does have this with advantage, you said? Yep. Uh, investigation, that's a 21. Okay. Um, it doesn't take really all that long. Uh, you lift it up, and from what you can tell, it's a very old laptop. Yeah. Like, think back to, like, first laptops ever created. Like, oh, it's, it's so heavy. It's big, it's chunky. Yeah. Is there, wait, is there a CD drive? Um. Can we play Freddy Fish on it? Those were the best. I just want to play Freddy Fish on it. Freddy Fish would that's be. That's all I want for my inner child. <laughs> I think it would really help Brian with his therapy journey if he can play Freddy you, Fish. Should we just should we just cancel this session so that you can play uh so you can play Freddy Fish? While eating a ham sandwich and some goldfish. Um no, this laptop is so old it does not have a CD ROM drive. Wow. Riley's pride as a former Acer employee is showing. <laughs> uh the first laptop to have a CD ROM drive was released in nineteen ninety four. Oh, it's so it's like an '80s laptop. Maybe. It's like an '80. It's like again, okay. like one of the first laptops. Okay, um, okay. I mean, you've worked a little bit with technology and stuff like that. Uh-huh. This is a again very basic, but from what you can tell, everything is as it should be. It should okay. probably work, um, but it's just not. Uh, so there's something going and on. We don't have you- a charger either. She's going to put the the back, the the case back on and screw that back in and everything. And she's going to try to figure out if this is the sort of battery that she thinks she could potentially repower. Make me an Arcana check. 
14. Okay. As you peek at it, you think being in this world and everything, uh, this might just be something more magical than the actual like laptop itself not working. Can I do an arcana check? That that's what she just did. I didn't roll high enough to know what that is. I know, but I might. Sure. <laughs> so actually she'll open it back up. She's gonna put the battery back in. Um, it's just a very old laptop, but considering who probably owned it, I just feel like there's a block. Can you just take a look at it with your magic y spidey senses? Yeah, I can I can pretty much also tell there's a block. It's about all good. <laughs> <laughs> all right, cool. I'm gonna put it all away. She's just gonna chill in the back, I guess. Well, guys, it's probably gonna be another couple hours until we reach Bummerfield. Um I've got like one hand on the steering wheel, one hand. <laughs> I've got my navigator's tools sitting in the... Could you maybe use both hands? I mean, if it's going to be a few hours... um, Okay, I spy with my little eye... Oh, no, absolutely Something not. green? A tree. That was a good one. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, I spy with my little eye something blue. To the sky? Yeah. Okay. Cool. <laughs> God. Um, I spy with my little eye. Wait, can I play? Vertical. If you gotta guess something right, V and yeah, then you something can vertical? Uh, a tree. Yeah, that's good. Oh cool. <laughs> <laughs> this is why D and D travel sucks. <laughs> hey, um, sorry, what else was in the bag? The laptop, the journal. The money and this bracelet and healing potion. That's a pretty sweet bracelet. Uh, what does it do? I don't know. Do you know? It's got a puka shell. Also, where did you get it? Did it just did, was that from? Who's in the bag? The one that we got from the counselor. No, it was in a bag that Ren gave to Victoria. Oh, okay. I thought that was something that we were taking from the counselor, and I was just gonna make sure that it wasn't. Dangerous. Oh, I get that. Yeah, just no, that's. Of, our um, past kind of smart probably should make sure that we're not um snow whiting this and just taking things from friendly creepy old strangers that is that kill a, us a, is that an actual is that slang is that yeah, actual is slang that i've never heard that before I've never i mean no no it's just don't take the apple from the creepy old lady i okay, mean well, I you're really this you're right sure, i just well, put fair. it on my wrist yeah okay. So we're agreeing as a group not to accept things from people that are not friends. Without inspecting first. Are you implying that you guys have not been investigating gifts given to us along the way until this point? I don't think I have really received a whole lot of gifts. Am I the only one with a healthy level of just like cynicism about this entire thing? No, I've got cynicism, but I, I don't know. The, the, only, <laughs> the most like, positive real... tone. No, I've got cynicism. <laughs> I got some cynicism. Yeah, okay, yeah. What are you talking about? I'm a cynic. I mean... What if it's like yeah. video game rules? Like you die here, you wake up in our world. You know? Wait, do you think that's possible? Actually, it's not because I have died. Oh, that's true. Yeah, as, as two party members <laughs> have actually died, you know that is not true. It's not the case. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I forgot I died. Sorry. <laughs> I forgot I died. <laughs> I forgot. That's right. <laughs> we carried my dead oh, body on a bear. God. All right, well, I'll, I'll be up here. Uh, do you need to, like, switch off with anybody? Do you want to take a break? No, I'm actually okay. I, I, you sure? This is kind of relaxing. It's it's keeping my mind on 
Brian reaches forward and and just like tugs on a chunk of Cecil's hair. Ah, what? Okay, well that's distracted driving, and I will run into a tree if you do. Well, that I was again. just trying to keep you awake, like in case that was something that we were worried about. Ah, believe me, I'm I'm not going to sleep anytime soon. Okay, all right, tap out if you need to. All right, then I'll try and turn on the radio. <laughs> um, make me a luck check. That's a three. Oh no. Uh, yeah, you get like a really boring car, like manual audiobook that's playing. <laughs> oh, uh, Cecil secretly listens pretty attentively because he does not uh, have a driver's license. <laughs> oh, that's true. You guys continue on, and um, around like 7.30 or so, you see the walls of Bummerfield uh, come into view, and um, you guys park your van and uh hide it as is your usual style as we walk up i'm gonna go ahead and cast disguise self okay i'm gonna make myself appear like the first time you were here you were tom hiddleston that's all, all right you say. know what we're going back to tom hiddleston yes uh, yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna make myself look like tom hiddleston again um Bring but just back. a little bit just a little bit rougher like he's got mm. unwashed hair his nose is like maybe slightly broken and in, in, in the middle oh yeah it's less like TV film Tom Hiddleston and more like stage Tom Hiddleston. Oh, yeah. yeah. Looks a little bit rough. And uh, then I'm going to throw my hood up and I'm going to have my staff and I'm going to turn back to the group. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think it starts now. If you want to, you know, disguise oh, yourself, now's um... probably as good a time as any. <laughs> um, I'm going to cast the last first level disguise self. I just turn into Ren. I pull my hood up. And I I tighten the drawstrings. Classic. <laughs> uh, y'all look great. You all approach the town with uh, varying dis- degrees of disguises. Um, and you see that um, there aren't any more guards posted uh, at the the walls. From what you can kind of gather, the guards were posted when you guys first started coming here because the place was haunted and spooky that's right but now that you and patty kind of work together to put the spirits to rest uh it's become a bit more a bit more peaceful nice you enter through the south entrance dusk is kind of starting to fall um and as you enter you actually see that uh the library right ahead is uh is actually still open they have like a sign out front this is now open 24 hours that's convenient Brian starts walking towards the library. What? Ah, uh, wait. What? Do we had a goal? Do we want to go? Well, do we, we want to go rest? rest? First? We are kind of tapped. We can come back in the morning and spend literally all day here. I mean, I just feel like if you guys not slept in a library while studying, it's open twenty four yeah. hours. So, like, we can grab a book, read if we're tired, and I guess that's, that's true. That's true. Fall asleep at a study desk. As you're kind of standing there and debating and inspecting the sign, uh, you see a few people walking out of the library you recognize two of them you see uh a a thin wiry dark-skinned man with glasses kind of a little bit buttoned up vest and tie and there's also a woman who's kind of slender with curly black hair making her way up behind the man uh and you recognize them to be uh james and evelyn winston Freddie's parents yep. and they see you guys walking up uh but, well, but don't disguised. recognize yeah. you because you're a disguise 
Evelyn uh, greets you guys as you're standing kind of around the fountain at the at the library. Oh yes, uh, hello. Sorry, we're actually we're leaving the uh, the library for the evening, but our our night staff is currently currently working. If you if you're curious to check out some books or uh, do some research, if you need anything, our night staff is more than willing to help. Uh, we hired them. Just a few weeks ago, they showed up and have been uh, really helpful. They're, they're new to town. Uh, not. It's hard to explain. They're not exactly new to town. Um, they've been here for a while, but uh, showed up at the library recently. Wow, that's. I mean, that's incredible in a a job market like this. Um, you know, what made yes, you decide yes, they... to 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 trust them not only to hire them but to to trust them with the place overnight while you're gone. Uh, well, they were actually the original owners of the library. <laughs> All right, well, let's let's go check it out. Uh, you walk in, and it looks like they renovated a little bit recently. Um, but they have like the central kiosk, and then there is a staircase that goes upwards, and there's like a little balcony that looks out over the rest of the lobby. And um, you make your way up to the kiosk. There's like a little bell there, uh, and you give a little ding ding. I'm so excited. <laughs> and um, it's kind of quiet. You don't hear a whole <laughs> lot. Uh, but then from behind a bookshelf, yes, can I help you? Uh, and this <laughs> nine foot tall figure floats out and you see he has like teeny, teeny, tiny glasses that sit on the edge of his nose and like a patchy white beard. He wears like uh, a nice little embroidered vest uh, that kind of <laughs> descends into kind of like a kilt. Uh, and then he doesn't really have legs that are coming out of the kilt because it just he starts floating from there. You good, Danielle? Is this going to be your sleep paralysis demon tonight? <laughs> <laughs> I don't like it. He says, yes, uh, can I uh, Can I help you? Nope, we're good. And I nope, walk over. No, we're great. And I what? link arms with Brian. And say, we're, we have so many questions for you. I've actually been we're here before. So I'm good. Excited. And I walk over to the shelf that I got my book from originally. Uh, excuse him. He's, uh, yeah, he's uh, pretty eager. We, yeah, we've been out in, and about for a while. Um, hi, what is your name? Abraham Twickenham. Uh, lovely <laughs> to make your acquaintance. <gasps> Hi. He gives a little bow. Uh, but like, name. even as he bows, he's like, his head still is like towering over you guys. Yeah. Yes, I um, uh, was the founder of the Bummerfield Library. As you can see, I work the night shift. And uh, if there's anything that I can help you with, uh, please do not hesitate to let me know. Oh, um... Yeah, one of the one of the questions we wanted to ask was first off, do you guys have any uh, sort of um, study rooms or just kind of private, more private areas that we could do research? We, we you know, some late night cramming that we're doing. Of course, uh, we have um, not exactly set apart rooms, but we have a, a quiet area uh, on the second floor that um, can be can be used for group study and and research and such. Uh, thank you. Lovely to meet you. Glad you're back and doing what you love, it seems. Um, is it just you? Do you have a... Is there anyone else on staff? A few assistants that uh, roam the shelves. And you see, like, one or two ghosts that are kind of floating <laughs> in between shelves and kind there's of one, peering there's at one books. one that, like, brushes past the shelf that Brian is standing at. As you're asking this, it, like, cuts to Brian. He's, like, pulling a book out, and there's just a ghost on the other side. 
Brian just puts the book back. <laughs> right. <laughs> this is very Hogwarts, and I love it. Um, <laughs> Do you ever go by Mr. T? I'm not sure what you mean. Uh, abbreviations are a waste of time by those who are too lazy to implement the entire <laughs> name of someone. I respect that. Sorry. Who, yeah, who, absolutely. Yeah. We'll leave you to it, uh, <laughs> Mr. Twickenham, and um, of course, if there's anything I can do to help, do not hesitate. Just say, "Excuse me, Twickenham, can I have some help?" I'll I'll do that. Actually, I I did have one one question. Uh, well, first you have to say the phrase. Excuse me, Mr. Twickenham, may I have some help? You may indeed. Wonderful. Um, yeah, quick question. Like I said, we've been traveling, and. We've really only passed through Bummerfield maybe once or twice, and we want to be as respectful towards the people and the practices here. Are there deities that are considered more taboo? Well, uh, Bummerfield is a uh, an arts-centric city. As such, the deities that are most commonly worshipped here are... Uh, those types of patrons. There's not exactly... The deities that we worship here are, for the most part, neutral. There's not exactly a good or evil when it comes to deities of this realm. They all exist more on a neutral scale, and their actions and realms of control are more situational. Uh, in some situations, a deity might push against a course of action due to its patronage. Uh, in others, it will support. That, that does make sense. Um, well, I guess another follow-up question. Uh, I mean, the deities themselves could be neutral, but have you ever heard of followers of a particular entity proving a nuisance? There are radical followers in every religion. It's very true. Are there any that you've encountered in your experience? I, being a man of scholarly means myself, never exactly got out much. But again, I can tell you in, in history there are stories of cults and fanatics from all deities in the Forgotten Fields. Brian um, hears the part of the conversation where he says that he's, where Ibrahim says that he's a scholar and just kind of like has a shelf, like a book off the shelf at random and just drifts kind of back towards the conversation. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, can I, could I, would it be, would it, can I, can I ask you a personal question? Well, first you have to say the phrase. Mr. Twickenheim, can I have some help, please? You absolutely may. Uh, um, you're a, a scholar. Is is there a particular patron that you that you you work with? Well, I subscribe to a few patrons. Um, that being of uh, Perel, the god of history and study, uh, and Cognos, the god of science and research. And um and and when you're just looking for general knowledge, who might you turn to in the creation story of forgotten fields uh that would be the past god uh Ruzivo, the god of knowledge and growth 
who was said to have given birth to the Parviridium, the uh, pantheon of gods of Forgotten Fields. You said he was a, a past god. Does that mean he does not currently reside as a deity within Forgotten Fields? The stories tell that Ruzivo was there before anything else existed, and in his search for growth and knowledge, came to know and understand everything, but he had no way to utilize that knowledge, and therefore he took all of that knowledge and growth that he had gathered and planted it into a seed that grew into the Parviridium tree, which flowered and bore fruit in the nature of our current pantheon. Does that tree literally exist? I know, but does it still exist? Well, no, that's not the pantry. Gotta, the pantry is not the same thing. It's not the pantry. It's more of a... Hypothetical? More of a religious tale. Uh, there have ah. been no, there have been no specific, um, there have been no specific accounts of finding this actual tree. Mister Twickenham, can I have some help, please? I have, I have a question. Um, okay. Where would you find your romance section? Really? That would be upstairs. Cool. Uh, I want to be clear, uh, Mr. Twickenham. This is that, that's not a part of our research either. That, that, yeah, that, I think I, that's just, we don't. It's we are not part of mine. I'm not here to judge. Thank you, Mr. Twickenham. You guys, uh, I'm gonna just run real quick up to that section and just check it out, and I'll check out the the quiet study area and set up a little nook for us. Thank you, Mr. Twickenham. You're very welcome. Victoria kind of just up the steps. Where could I find the section of, of books that, that might um, talk about Rezivo? Uh, that that would be in um, our religious section. Great. Uh, where is that? He points you towards it. <laughs> is it in the same area of where my book, my, my knowledge book came from originally? Nope. Okay, I go over to the religious section. I'm going to follow close behind. Um, yeah, I'd like to I'd like to investigate and just see uh, spending, I don't know, probably an hour um, just kind of sifting through books. And my, my goal in investigation is trying to figure out if there is any sort of um, historical evidence for things that seem analogous. I'm basically trying to see if there's anything that, like, hints towards an uh, an entity called the Knowing One or the Wondering One that might go under a pseudonym, or if there's, like, verbiage uh, that would maybe intonate towards some kind of entity like that, maybe used by different cults or just other religious groups, if there's anything that just seems oddly familiar to our experience. Things like maybe if there's any knowledge of cults that have been directed by 
communication written via text, like like in the case of Brian's book. If there's mm-hmm. any sort of like historical context for that. Sure. Make me an uh, investigation check. You betcha. This is 16. Okay. You find some texts that relate to Ruzivo that in a few margins refer to this entity as the knowing one but similar to what Twickenham told you most accounts claim that Ruzivo is no more a dead god who sacrificed himself to essentially create the Parviridium that then created Forgotten Fields the margins that I, that I see that's like handwritten scrawling yeah it's not a part of the texts okay I'm going to hang on to that and okay, I'm gonna bring it over to the table hey V what's up she is like nose deep in something that just has a really weird ostentatious cover you know uses the word serpent throne glass or crown or something you know one of those any mixture of those <laughs> does it make sense no, no. probably not <laughs> are any of those things in the actual book no, no. absolutely not <laughs> it's a metaphor um in my search for some a book with a similar binding to my to my book i got it 18 Okay, uh, you can't find anything that has, it feels, it, it seems like this is a very particular binding and type of leather that was used for this. Okay, I go upstairs to that little nook area, and I sit down, and I, I'm sitting in the corner, and so that no one can see my book, and I, mm-hmm. I open it, and I write, are you friends with Rezivo? Make me a religion check. Oh boy. That is a very healthy 22. Hey. Cool. The ink fades away, and on the next page, uh, you see the words, well, of course I'm friends with him. He's me. We figured it out. And I, I write, I'm trying to learn more about your noble sacrifice. I'm over here sprawled out with V, and I'm going, V, okay, so here's my thinking. Zevo is, like, the, 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 the creator deity, right? Like, you know how a lot of... A lot of mythology. Well, like the Zeus, you know. Well, Zeus wasn't actually the creator deity. It was it was Gaia. Uh. Yeah, and then it was Oranos impregnating Gaia, and then that spawned the Titans, and then anyway. So you've got that. <sighs> Cecil really said, "I'm a mansplaining Greek mythology." Yeah, he really did. Hey, he's proficient in religion. Um, <laughs> that's true. That's what Rezivo is, but I I oh, I, okay. I just don't know if we'll be able to find a correlation between Rezivo and the Knowing One. I don't think it if it exists, it doesn't exist in this. Well, no, I mean he would have known all being like, there's the just no creator. way that we're gonna find that connection in this library there's no possible way brian uh back in your journal of the knowing one uh Rezivo <laughs> writes back noble sacrifice you're too kind uh yeah do you know how i could learn more about you so that i can be a better follower Brian's deeply uncomfortable. <laughs> well, I don't think we're going to find anything tonight. Should I just go out for some snacks and I'll come back? And, and I, I mean, you found eat. some great stuff, but uh, yeah, I mean, if snacks would be great. I'm exhausted. Yeah, I think a snack run is 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 great. I think we can hang out here for maybe another hour, but yeah, I might go grab some snacks. If, if I mean, we're not going to find anything tonight. Can you tell me more about how you founded Forgotten? fields it writes back well you've pretty much gotten the gist of it i made a seed with all my knowledge and 
growth and experience. Sorry. No. <laughs> Hang on. I planted a seed yeah. with all of my knowledge and growth and experiences that uh, sprouted into a tree that became the current pantheon of gods here in Forgotten Fields. Why do you only sometimes write back? Sometimes I don't feel like you have to get a response. Sometimes you got to figure out the answers yourself. What if I didn't want to? Question mark. You don't get a response. <laughs> Fair. Period. Do you know anything about the Wondering One? I'm walking around furiously, like, I'm sifting through. I've got, like, three books in my hand, and I'm... I'm like, V, okay, so there's margins here. I, I'm wondering <laughs> if we find any other books with margins like these. I've got my forgery kit out on the table. It literally says it refers to him as the knowing one. No, no, no. Is that but not listen, enough? But listen, here's the thing. Okay, so so someone took this book, right? And they wrote in the margins. I, they were probably a follower. They probably, they probably knew him Cecil, well enough to exactly. say, Cecil, hey, what? We're in the library. Okay, you're right. I'm sorry. Okay. A ghost floats by. Shh. No, you're right. I'm sorry. That's my bad. Brian, it says no. <laughs> How can I know if you are telling me the whole truth? Question mark. You can't. Comforting. Period. <laughs> hey, I just know stuff. I'm not a therapist. Then where does the, quote, growth come in? Question mark. <laughs> says, fair point. Thanks. Smiley face. <laughs> um, Send back a winky face. <laughs> <laughs> I close my book. Normally, Brian would be deeply frustrated by not knowing everything out of this exchange, but instead, he's just very excited. It's been an hour, and and and, and Cecil's like, like Cecil's like surrounded by stacks of books. He's like, <laughs> just his like his hair is an absolute mess. He's both turned back into ourselves at this point. We both look like ourselves. Right? Hey, you guys, you guys, what, what's up? What? Well, how long has it been? It's been like an hour, and Cecil's going insane. And this book got really boring. There's literally no smut in it! Cecil has, like, a red thread board that's just, like, all connecting, yeah. like, words like knowing one, cults, he just, and, like, there's margins. There's a pile of books, and, like, all of a sudden just, like, his head pops up from the top of one right. of the piles. <laughs> he has a little fortress of books. Yep. Yeah. I just had a whole pen pal moment with the knowing one. What? What? With Rezevo. The knowing one? Excuse me? Yeah, his name is Rezivo. Sorry, their name's Rezivo. Cecil gets up and he starts walking away. <laughs> <laughs> no, Cecil, Cecil, Cecil. Fantastic. We're new to our relationship and I don't really want to, you know, push it too much. Oh, um, r- r- relationship? Like, I mean, that's cool. Uh, yeah, I get, I get the whole pen pal thing. No, I mean, Victoria, no, I've, not I've like that. The, I like, yeah, the, like Victoria. Can you stop being I such like, a girl like, for five minutes, mm-hmm. please? It's not like that. I mean, that's that's fine if it is. Victoria's being the girl that's like, if you love God more than you love me, I don't think this is gonna work out. One hundred percent. Victoria just did. That's amazing, Brian. That's uh, good job. That's exactly what we needed. Yeah, so that, and also, um, they've never heard of the wandering one. And they're the knowing one? 
Never heard. Never heard. Isn't of. their job to know Didn't, everything? I know that's what that's what I said. They also refused to cross the boundary of being my therapist, which I respect. Well, that makes me think, if the knowing one knows all, perhaps it only knows what it could possibly know, or if there's some knowledge that predates the knowing one. Oh my God! I have to go to bed. I can't. We're not going to figure out the ans- all the answers tonight. Good job, Brian. You actually got an answer to one of our questions. Thanks. And, and you know what's even greater is that I've had this book the whole time, so I could have asked any number of those questions without us even being here. That is truly wonderful, Brian. Uh- <laughs> Cecil's going to put all the books back, and he's, he's going to zip up his backpack. He's going to sling it on, and he's going to... Start making his way down, uh, down the steps. You good, Cecil? Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm fine. I just, I, I don't know. I just, there's a part of me that just wanted to go back and take a look at the theater. But yeah, I will. We'll, I'm just thinking, Patty's not there. Yeah. I don't know who else is watching the theater. I don't know if there's oh. any, you know, Twickenhams at the theater watching over it. Or if it's just empty. And I I don't know. I... All right. We're going to go to the theater. We're, Let's go. A, wait, we're going to do what? We're going to go to the theater. We're going to sleep in the theater tonight. We're going to take care of it because Patty's not there to take care of it. Yeah, but no, no, here no, it, we're I, taking care of. I, I know that, but I know that. But it's the least we can do for Patty right now. Okay, but weren't you just saying that you wanted to like rest yes. before we walk into blind danger? We're going to walk the theater isn't dangerous anymore it's just no patty's idea. home it was pretty dangerous last time we were there yeah but we fixed that <sighs> it's literally ibrahim is literally here running the library again because of us we fixed things okay fine okay fine brian puts his bag and his, his book in his backpack puts his backpack on his shoulders starts to walk so, uh, you guys have packed up your books, uh, everything that you've, uh, decided to check out or borrow from the library and you, uh, bid Ibrahim a good evening and you make your way out of the library. At this point, it's probably about, probably about like 11 o'clock or so. Um, you spend a while at the library, but you are walking through the cobblestone streets that you're kind of familiar with at this point with how much you uh, traverse through Bummerfield. Uh, but they have uh, kind of some gas lamps going. Would you say that there's a little more nightlife now that some of the ghosts have seen? Actually, yes. Amazing. Yeah, I was actually just about to just about to say, yeah, you see the there's like some light from ghostly figures that are kind of traversing up and down the streets and they're kind of giving off a bit of translucent light themselves. If we're headed towards the theater, is there a way that we could kind of take a roundabout way to pass Walter's Wonders? Ooh. Yeah, yeah. That's actually like right on the corner before you would turn hey. to to go to the theater. So yeah, you're kind of reaching a, a bit of a crossroads at a point and there's like a little bit of a bridge that goes over a river, uh, but then uh, a little bit ahead is uh, Walter's Wonders. Guys, I've got an idea. Uh-oh. Yeah, what's your idea? It's, well, about the laptop. I'm going to check in and see if maybe Walter is still around. I mean, he is the one who souped up my weapons, so he knows a thing or two about the technological arcane. Okay. And then we can see Wicca. 
Who? <laughs> His, uh, Wick- Wendy? Oh, yes. Yes, Wendy. Wicker. <laughs> That's okay. I'm I'm impressed that you got the first the first letter right. I I have this listen, I haven't gotten the first letter wrong this whole time. It's just something about the name Wendy doesn't stick in my brain. Oh my yeah. gosh. So uh I'm assuming you do you knock on the door of oh, yeah. Alto's Wonders? I'm gonna open it. <laughs> okay. I'm gonna walk in and go, Wanda <laughs> Uh, uh, you hear like a bell tingle overhead. You don't see anyone, but as you open the door, uh, you hear from behind the counter, what? Hey, who's there? Who's, what, what was that? Oh shoot. Sorry. It's like super late at night. Um, uh, oh, hey, hey, sorry. Sorry. It's us. Did we wake you up? It's, it's your boy oh, Cecil. He's a ghost. Did he sleep? Did you um, sleep? Yeah. Sorry for you here see. really late at night. I just, I made that assumption. I don't know if that's insensitive. I'm sorry. Uh, you see Walter uh, poke his head up from behind the counter who is not actually a ghost I believe he's a white um, he's kind of like a zombified person but not like creepy zombie you know just question stands does he sleep uh, no I don't I, I actually don't sleep um, wait oh hey it's you guys hey, oh hey what's up how's it hey. going <laughs> sorry hey, yeah no 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 it's super late at night we should to- we totally should have checked your hours uh, uh, well, no, actually, if you if you look, you you look and the hours are actually updated uh, and, they're, and they're now open 24-7. Is, it, awesome. is it a new sign or did he like paste over the old It's numbers? just scratched over. It's yeah. like you would see it like a Wendy's. It's just Incredible. like a, oh, we've updated our hours, but we're not going to make yeah. a new sign. We're just going to make a little label uh, printer. And, yeah, exactly. Yeah, classy. Yeah, well, um, uh, since I'm, you know, uh, dead and don't actually need sleep, um, I just decided... I can just run the the shop twenty four seven. So cool deal. Uh, and you actually see as you're looking around that the shop is much more updated. Because you remember when you talked with Wendy uh, last time, when you first got there, it was mostly just kind of like a lot of magical stuff, but kind of more on the um, kitschy side. But now it's more like arcane built stuff. It looks like an actual artificer has been able to be working here. Um, because you remember Wendy saying that. Her dad, Walter, was kind of like the real artificer and the builder of everything. And so now that he's kind of back, more or less, uh, it appears that he's been able to kind of like revamp the business. Nice. What brings you guys into into town? Uh, I haven't seen you guys in like a, like a few weeks. Actually, on that note, sorry, I don't mean to sound uh, shifty at all. We don't want everyone to know that we're back in town. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, I, 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 hey, I get it. Your business is your own. I mean, I don't really have anyone to tell, so I mean, gotcha. I mean, Wendy might want to know if you know, know that you're here. I know you oh. guys got along kind of well, but we just don't have a lot of people that we can trust right now, and uh, it'd be nice to have um, some confidants. Uh, uh, well, consider me a confident confidant. Awesome, thank you. Um, can you? You did such a wonderful job with both of my firearms. Um, we have something here that's a little bit more familiar to us and I've tried tinkering with it but I don't think it's gonna take just a normal tinkering I think it needs a a magical eye such as yours and she pulls out the laptop puts it down okay hang on let me get a better look here uh he pops out both of his eyes and pulls out another set of eyes to put in (laughs) what that's that's a little better (laughs) and um Uh... he like he takes off his hand and puts on like a different hand that says like that has like little tools on it. Uh, he goes, well, you know, to, tools of the trade. Um, yeah, I'm not really familiar with anything like this. Um, it might take me a little bit. Sure. 
but I can try and work on this tonight, and if you want to come back in the morning, I can see what progress I can make with it. Yeah. Oh, hey, I see you found some magical wood to oh. uh, link that shotgun with. Yeah, it's... it's Nice-looking piece of machinery you got there. Wonderful, thank you. I mean, I if you'd like, I if there's anything you can think of you might want me to fix up or soup up in some way, I might be able to see what I can do. Actually, let me go write this down and everything, and I'll just leave it with you, because I, I don't know if it's doable or not, and maybe I need to buy materials for you, but I, I ha- I've been- yeah, I've had an idea. Uh, one second. Okay. So she kind of runs off and throws her backpack down, gets her journal out, and she's, like, sketching and- while she's drawing that, uh, Cecil's gonna unlatch his shield from his backpack and uh, just kind of place it on the counter. This is a pretty rudimentary shield. Um, it's it's nothing too crazy. It's got a minor enchantment on it, um, which is really nice. But I don't know. I'm also just kind of in the market for I don't know something more. Maybe I don't I, I don't know. Okay. Okay. If you don't have it in stock, that's perfectly fine. But also you kind of have your ear to the ground. Maybe more than us, I don't know. You tell me, but... Well, uh, I actually do have my ear to the ground. Just a second. He bends down and picks up his ear that's fallen off of his face. <laughs> I was wondering why I kept hearing mice. Uh, he's also going to get into his backpack and he's going to pull out his old replica wand that he got from the Wizarding World of Harry Potter that one mm-hmm. that years ago. Nostalgia. This thing, yeah, I mean, it got me through kind of the first few weeks that we were here, but it's outlived its purpose. Well, you know, it doesn't have to. He takes it and kind of flips it over in his hands. You know, if there's something in particular you might want, I could possibly, like, enchant this with a spell, give you, like, a an extra spell you could use. Mm-hmm. As for the shield, I could also possibly enchant that with a shield spell that you can use once per day. Wow. And those are just some ideas. And, you know, like, if, like, like I said, if you guys come back tomorrow and have some more ideas and some more thoughts, I can see what I can do. Uh, and essentially, if you guys want, if there's like any ideas for items you want or um, or oh, like thoughts you could have for enchantments, uh, I, you can bring. <laughs> this is me <laughs> explaining to this to you right now, but no, I'm I know excited I'm not to excited. Hear it. This is me being excited. What do you mean? <laughs> I, I can't wait. Um, but yeah, if you guys want like in between sessions, if you want to think about stuff, uh, as long as it's not like super crazy overpowered. Yeah. So V comes back over and she's got like three pages that she's like stapled together with a little, one of those mini staplers in her bag. It's a little cockamamie and it's a little strange. Um, but if you're able to do something that can transform like that, this would be awesome. He kind of looks, looks through and he goes, yeah, this, this seems simple enough. I should be able to get this done tonight. Awesome. Also, Walter, um, do you know of any sculptors here in town? Actually, I know there's the there's the the woodworkers who are kind of in like the south southwest of the of the town. Sculptors, sculptors, give me just a second. Did woodworkers. Might he opens be... up like a like a yellow pages. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's just yep. rifling through. Um, let's see. Uh. Uh, I don't think there's any, like, sculptors. Uh, there's, I mean, there's, a there's a glass worker. Um, there's, a um, and yeah, there's the, uh, the woodworks. Uh, there's a metal worker. Um, they might be able to do something akin to statues. Um, but what, is there anything in particular you're looking for? Or? Um, I don't know. I, I, I've, I've been... 
kind of just been thinking about uh, we. One of the really nice things about the last couple of days, uh, it's kind of the silver lining, is um, I don't know. I felt strangely enough, I felt stronger despite our failures. And I've had a concept for uh, a spell. It's a type of spell that you probably need uh, something to channel that energy through. And really, I'm looking for I don't know, maybe, maybe magical wood or some sort of enchanted wood of some sort or someone who could do that or i have a chunk of wood from the tree we killed with the star wars retelling yes that that's right we tried to turn it into the butt of my shotgun it broke into two pieces yeah can she rifle through her bag and pull that out disgusted and just like a single little tear like wells <laughs> in her eye i've got this small piece left cecil if you would like to take it off my hands does it have magical power still it's embedded in it? It's from a talking magical tree, maybe. Uh, could I could I yeah. ascertain the arcane like like potency <laughs> of this? Give me, uh, an, uh, give this me an arcana roll. You betcha. I don't, I don't yeah. want it anymore. Um, thanks for giving me your sloppy seconds with your dead, <laughs> I mean, dead tree. You were not as ashamed of killing that tree as I was. So. No, that's true. Uh, that's a twenty-three. Oh a twenty-three. Uh, yep. You can tell that. Somewhere deep in the core of this hunk of wood, uh, there is a bit of magical essence holding on out of pure spite uh, <laughs> and, and anger at the world. Beautiful. As it should be. In that case, I mean, I can I can probably use this as a base, but is there anywhere that I could buy fine gemstones, jewels, oh, or other... I think I know a place. Yeah? Yeah. Okay, well, cool. Uh, that That's all I really need i kind of have my plans for tomorrow set now he's gonna take the the piece of wood from victoria and just start turning it over his hands ryan opens his backpack and is, has been digging around for like a solid minute or so pulls it out in excitement and puts his butterfly net on the table in front listen i would love for this to be significantly more useful than it already is and, and all i need is for it to be able to hold bigger things <laughs> so if if you could help me like it could be Mary Poppins style where like you know you reach your arm and it, it just keeps going forever or, like if even if I could just just something like eight feet tall would be great okay okay yeah uh I'll I'll see what I can do but uh yeah yeah uh I'll I'll say these jobs I'll say they're on the house uh we can we can kind of we can kind of call it square for you know, all the help you guys have thrown in. But I, mean, I will say, if there's anything you guys come back for tomorrow, probably will need a bit more payment. But this stuff's easy enough. Well, thank you. Walter, I know if Patty had stuck around to kind of work on the theater, are there a whole bunch of people there? Or is it like Patty in a small group? Or Yeah, are we going to have to be extroverts if we go? Uh, at night, it's mostly just the, uh, the skeleton crew. You know, <laughs> you son of a gun. I hate it. You're too good at this, Riley. So they'd be okay if we kind of just went there and crashed? Uh, actually, here, hang on. Uh, I I don't know how much they know you, so I'll I'll, I'll write you a note so that they oh, so that they you. know your your friends of Patty. Did they um maybe put some non-burnt couches in the green room? Oh yeah, yeah. No, they clean the place up. Okay, it's real nice. Cool. I don't know that I trust a couch in any theater department. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, Walter turns around and scribbles down like a little note that's just like, yo, these people are cool. Uh, they know Patty. <laughs> Sign Walter. Please tell me that's exactly what it says. Absolutely. That is exactly what it says. And uh, he hands it over to you guys. Thank you, Walter. 
And uh, yeah, you guys make your way out of Walter's Wonders and uh, continue to the theater. Hey, it's different walking around this place, uh, not as a dog. Or a bear. Yeah. It's got a nice charm to it. Hey, Victoria, do you have a favorite Cecil animal? Because I'm, I'm really a fan of bear Cecil. I mean, dog Cecil's nice. Yeah, I'd have to say bear. I'd have to agree with you. Yeah. I'm a fan of spider Cecil. <laughs> <laughs> oh! Spider Cecil was the original. <laughs> Spider Cecil's the original Cecil. The OG. Yeah. Oh the my OG. gosh. The horniest of all. <laughs> Cecil. Uh, yeah, so you guys continue down the road uh, and make your way to the theater. But as you come to the front of the theater, you see that it has been like completely revamped. Because um, you, you remember that Walter had kind of a, a crew of zombies that he worked with. And with all the help from uh, the ghosts and the various undead that you guys kind of brought back. The theater has been repaired in, like, no time flat. We've gone from black and white Phantom of the Opera to the original. Aww. Yeah, the the uh, the chandelier is up. You see there's a sign in the front that says uh, the, the Patti LaVone Memorial Theater. Oh, Aww. he named it after himself. Hey, I would. What a theater person. Was there an inscription on the plaque? Uh, Yeah, it, on the plaque it says, definitely not burned down by the person it's <laughs> named after. <laughs> perfect stupid as it should be you come up and uh knock on the door and you hear kind of like a, a grumbling and shifting around and uh a uh a, i was about to say an old skeleton but i'm like <laughs> that's kind of a <laughs> but you can tell like this skeleton's a, just a little skeleton. old <laughs> um, sad. and uh you it's like it's wearing like little glasses uh it goes Aww. uh yeah uh, uh what can i do for you it's 12 at night. What are you I, doing? I shoved the note in his hand. from. Oh, uh, it's actually a female. Um, oh, I but, shoved the uh, note in their hand. I didn't mean to be assumptive. Yeah. My bad. <laughs> she looks at it. She goes, all right, nobody tells me anything these days. Gosh, it's really hard being in front of the house. Okay. Um, uh, hi, uh, I'm Susan. I kind of uh, run uh, operations here. I'm the head of the ushers. It's uh, a very important job. Thank you. Thank you. People don't understand. You're the first line of defense. I mean, you are Front house the is first hard. thing protecting There is place. nothing harder than being in charge of volunteers, let me tell you. You set the tone for the entire night for all of the patrons. You know what? I'm really turning around on you guys. I'm really, I'm now really big fans of you guys. You guys, you get it. Come on in, come on in. She opens the door and lets you guys in. And yeah, you see that the, the inside has been completely redone. You see a lot of posters that all have had like Patty photoshopped into them. Oh my god! <laughs> and uh, yeah, she kind of gives you a a bit of a tour of the renewed uh, place. Walks you guys into the main auditorium, and uh, she goes, "Yeah, we uh we we got to reupholster all the seats." Walter came in. He's actually he's a whiz with a with a paintbrush, and he uh he painted us a new ceiling. And as you guys look oh, up, you no. see that. Oh no! Uh, <laughs> god. I really wish that I hadn't planned for this to be like a lore thing because God, it would be so funny to just put Patty's face on the ceiling. Oh, I could have sworn um, it would just be a bunch of like cherubim. Patties. I really thought it was going to be cherub patties. <laughs> they were just all skeletons. No, no, no. Uh, no, you look up and you see that it is a uh, a map of the entirety of Forgotten Fields, actually. No. Wow. I take out my phone and I take a picture of it. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, it's uh, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. Um, just and, have to roll uh, for that. <laughs> uh, actually, yes, you do. Damn it, Victoria! Just because you wasted your phone two sessions into the campaign. Just because you've killed.
killed two phones over the course of this campaign doesn't mean you need to kill mine. Keep in mind, I have like I have like ninety percent battery at the moment. Still, Cecil, you still have your phone? Yeah. Andy, I'm never gonna speak to you again. What did you roll? A fucking one. No. As you pull out the phone. Andy, I'm so, I've never been so mad at you. It's not, like, this isn't even in canon. I'm just pissed. It's fine. I can find a potato somewhere and create a battery for y'all. We need need to go back and ask for copper wire. But uh, as you, as uh, your phone loses power, uh, you lower it and uh, look a bit more at the map. Because you've seen, like, a, You've seen like a smaller version of the Forgotten Fields map before. Yeah, in my phone before it died. (laughs) But this one, you can see kind of like the borders of it. And it appears that Forgotten Fields is just kind of like one big continent. Um, And you see the towns that you know, but you also see uh, three other places that you uh, actually haven't been to before. And they're kind of like triangulated almost. Uh, You see to the top right, right on a coast. It looks like the town is kind of overlooking like, like a cliff. You see that this town is named Flutterfield. To the top left, there is uh, a town on the outskirts of a mountain range that you see to be called Runnerfield. Uh, and then towards the bottom of the continent, you see a town that appears to be on like the edge of a like a large ravine, like a large just kind of open like gash in the the land called Lumberfield. But. Uh, Enough about the uh, the redesigns. I'm assuming you you guys must be just beat. Yeah, it, I mean, I know it's a little bit of a. It might be a faux pas. It might kind of. I like. I, we we didn't want to put you guys out, but I mean, if there's a green room that no one's using at the moment. Oh yeah 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 yeah. We like as like, I mean we just we just got the skeleton crew working right now, and she kind of gestures, and you see like a custodian skeleton uh, pushing a broom, and she just goes, "Hey, how's it going? Hey, what's up?" I look at him from the back of the house, and I I point <laughs> I point him, and I go, "You're a hero, man." I appreciate that. <laughs> I cast Turn Undead. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! He just runs out of the theater. Uh, but yeah, she goes, uh, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, the green room's open, uh, and uh, I'll make sure no one disturbs you guys, and you're uh, you're welcome to it. Uh, I hope you guys have a, a restful evening. Thanks, Susan. I hope you have a restful evening, too, Susan. I don't sleep, but I appreciate that. You can rest without sleeping. You see, like, this look of... It's the face of someone that, like, is always busy, never rests, and never takes time for themselves. And she goes, Yeah. Oh, my God. I I have to go sit down. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, there are a couple of uh, a couple of couches around. Uh, there's a little... Is there a vending machine? Yeah, there's a vending machine. A magical vending machine. Listen, man. Yes, there's a, it's a magical vending machine. Uh, there's a little coffee pot in the corner. The best green room that I've ever worked for, like, there was a central zone where there were two like back-to-back couches and extra chairs there was a fridge vending machine there was a tv with a view of the stage and then you went into the men's and women's and then inside of that was a whole like three bathroom stall and a shower and that's what i'm envisioning because victoria wants nothing more than to just take a hot shower right now it's that but no tv okay cool (laughs) i mean yeah makes sense brian goes to the vending machine is there anything in particular you're looking for? Or? I I would kill for a salty crunch of some kind. <laughs> uh, you see, there's just Funyuns. Just Funyuns? Brian stares through, I assume glass, and he just 
leans forward very slowly until his forehead and his nose are pressed against the glass. <laughs> and it just just slides down dejectedly <laughs> to the floor. <laughs> and it's it is just so so beaten down by fucking funyuns. This was the last straw. This is it. <laughs> Brian's been holding it together since we walked away from that gymnasium. And now he's been confronted with fucking Funyuns. It's salty and crunchy. He's sitting on the ground. And you could just, if you look up, you could just see like the streak of where his forehead and his nose were on the glass. Oh my god. Fucking Funyuns. It's the most evil thing you've ever done to me. Uh, Cecil's gonna rifle through, just kind of absentmindedly, half like exploring and letting his mind wander as if there's like a restlessness that he's just trying to get out just by wandering and kind of poking around. Mm-hmm. Is there any sort of, um, anything that's kind of like a crossbody strap, like a, like if someone were to wear like a, like a sword strapped to their back, like something like that? Mm-hmm. or potentially like a bandolier or so- something of that nature that is either leather or cloth that could be worn crossbody. Uh, yeah, give me a give me an investigation check. Ooh, not bad. 19. Yeah, yeah, you see uh, there's like a black leather crossbody that appears to be probably fitted for like a broadsword that has kind of like a pocket in the back that also has like a deep forest green trimming uh, accents. Nice. I'm gonna take it and walk back into the center of the, of the green room. Hey, do y'all think Patty would be upset if I took this? No, she's probably fine. Bee's in the shower right now. You can hear her, not quite like tone deaf, but very frequently off key, singing something that sounds like a pop ballad. It just gets up and walks over to the front door of the dressing room that Victoria's in. And just puts his back up against the door is not even trying to look in this dressing room but just pushes up against the door slightly enough to open it so that they can hear her sing a little louder (laughs) it's not good Victoria give me a performance check oh boy yeah it's probably with disadvantage it's likely Taylor Swift Uh, with with disadvantage that's still a 16 wow okay (laughs) yeah um, but it's you can tell she's not a singer. She knows Lover really well, though. Yes. Oh boy. <laughs> she's totally in her Lover era. Yeah. Brian looks at Cecil and goes, "Do you know this song?" I, d- I don't. Uh, I'm not much of a pop music fan. Um, I mostly listen to worship and praise, but that's kind of not by choice. <laughs> you know, that's kind of all they play at the house. So. And it's like old worship and praise. It's like it's like Stephen Curtis yeah. Chapman. It's oh, like, yeah. it's Switch not Hillsong. Oh yeah, Switchfoot. Switch Lots of Switchfoot. No, Switchfoot's too alternative for them. Yeah, Seriously? yeah. Switchfoot is like is like the the far end where Cecil's parents are like. I mean, they did write a song about sex. A lot of Michael W. Smith. Oh. A lot of a lot of a lot of open the eyes of my heart, Lord. His just like piano album is top notch. D and D background. Music oh, absolutely. Sure. You ever realize that your friends grew up real different than you? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, I didn't. I don't really listen to a lot of. I'm this, this is like top forties. Hey V, is this top forties? Ah! <laughs> Get the fuck out! I mean, technically, we're not in. Oh my god! 
What? I Go I away. just I didn't want you to think that we were we're not trying we're not pervs. <gasps> we were just trying to <laughs> I wanted to I couldn't tell what song it was. There's definitely like kind of like how a hotel now will put like the full size bottles yeah, yeah, of, yeah. like sh- of shampoo and body wash and you hear that like fumble and fall. <laughs> she was singing into it. <laughs> uh, Cecil's going to spend probably the next half hour or so as they're like winding down. He's going to take a quick Superman shower, you know. He did that all the time in <laughs> Superman shower, where you're in, where you take like a five second shower. Ugh. Boys athletics. Douse yourself in axe, why don't you? He does yeah, that he, as well. He does that. Brian's like, <laughs> there's like a there's like a soft green aura around him. But yeah, he's gonna he's gonna spend the next half hour trying to just um, take measurements and figure out a way to uh, kind of affix his gilded flower that he uses to summon Sebastian yeah. to that strap. He's gonna he's gonna wait to, to to affix anything, but he's just gonna start kind of making some doodles. And I'm I'm gonna have one for the gilded flower, one for the mm-hmm. all or nothing coin, so I can pop that off yep. and flip nice. it if need be. Nice. Uh, and then I've got yeah I've got a couple others that I'm nice. that I'm gonna be working up. But cool. um, that's what he does. I'm in the green room trying to see if I can find like a a breakfast bar or something other than fucking Funyuns. Uh, Brian, give me an investigation check. I rolled an eighteen. Okay, uh, yeah, you're poking around. Uh, you do manage to find uh, a granola bar in the corner and also a, uh, a bag of leftover theater popcorn. Nice. And as you're near the vending machine, you also see like a bit of yellow poking out underneath uh, and you kind of pull at it uh, and you find a blonde wig underneath the vending machine that just kind of fell under there, uh, just probably from a quick change or something. I pull it out and I shake it off and kind of brush it out. And I just look out real excited. And I just look at Cecil and Victoria and I go, guys. What's up? I, I've never been able to disguise myself until right now. And I put I put my wig in my backpack. I'm very excited. Oh, my <laughs> God. Oh, boy. Brian's now one of the group. <laughs> I can make you a fake ID. I'm, I'm proficient in forgery, so I can make you a fake ID if you want to create a whole identity. Because we're kind of going undercover for the next however long it takes to do what we're doing. Yeah, but I mean, like, I could, we could have, we could do a fake ID, but also since we got here, no one has carded us, so. Okay, but what if you wanted to? What if your fake ID was like, like your position of authority? Like, what if you're like the FBI? What if I make you an FBI badge, but like this world's version of the FBI? Listen, Cecil, I don't want to say this in a way that demeans the skill set that you are exemplifying right now, but I don't think I need an ID card to show that uh, I am in charge. Fair point. Yeah, I think I think that's you know. It'd still, be cool if I. I mean, I could make you a batch though. That'd be. I mean, I, that'd be cool. You could have a matching one, but maybe like you're like de- the deputy. Do you want to be good? Good. Oh, okay. I was gonna say good cop, bad cop, but deputy. I could. I mean, yeah, I could do that. Yeah. Or what if we're like private investigators? Oh, we could be private investigators. I could do that. I could forge. I, I I could make some really convincing private investigator badges. Both of your only investigation checks. <laughs> Hey, that's a dirty 20. Hey, that's a nat one. (laughs) (laughs) Cecil, you find like a prop police badge, uh, but like right as you're pulling it out and showing Brian, he turns around and like smacks it out of your hand and it flies like into a nearby grate and falls down. (sighs) That's okay. I saw it for a split second. I can forge it. (laughs) Uh, Wait, hang on. We'll make me a history check to see how well you remember it. (laughs) Wait, I can make a history check. I remember it. That's a, it's okay. A, it's a natural two, okay. but I got you a twenty-two. 
Yeah, Brian, you you remember and think that you might be able to uh, explain to Cecil what this fake badge looks like. I don't want to forget it. So I pull out, I find a piece of like drafting paper from like a set piece and I, I start sketching out the police badge. Okay, uh, give me a sleight of hand check with advantage. <laughs> I was 13. Uh, yeah, it's it's a it's a pretty okay uh, recreation of what you remember seeing before you smacked it out of Cecil's hand. All right, uh, this is a working. I mean, it's a working draft. I'll come up with a, <gasps> a, a second draft of this. I'll see what I can do. Sure. Uh, Wait, what what's you your, your cop your... name gonna be? I was about to ask you the same thing. What's your cop name? Yeah. Okay. Um, I could be Detective Hero, and you could be Detective Zero, and then together we could be like a team. From Zero to Hero. Yeah, just like that. Wait, but can I be hero? I thought we had established that you were the deputy, so it like the joke doesn't really work if you're no, 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 deputy I get, no, hero I, and I'm I detective get that. zero. You know? Yeah, I I see that reasoning. <laughs> okay, okay, but how about what if we did? What if I'm coming up with nothing funny right now, guys? <laughs> <laughs> you guys uh, continue chatting a little bit, um, and uh, then eventually realize that it's it's now probably about like one thirty in the morning. Um, yeah. you've been up for quite a while, but you have all gotten, uh, some showers and, uh, a few new, a few new trinkets and a few new ideas. You see there are some couches here in the green room, uh, that don't look too suspicious. They did say they were reupholstered, so. But also, like, the people who rebuilt it are skeletons, so if they were to bone, it would just be a bone on bone. Hey. hey. There it is. Now you're getting it. I'm unhappy. Yeah. <laughs> there are no liquids on the couch. He finds one of those, like, big comfy chairs that also has the, like, foot stool sort of situation. Yeah. yeah. Brian's gonna grab one of the pillows, take the pillowcase off of it, turn the pillowcase inside out so that he's sure that the side on the outside is clean. <laughs> um, and he's gonna he's gonna sleep on the couch. Brian, give me a luck check. Okay. Oh, great! This D twenty is never gonna be used again. <laughs> um, that's a fucking two. Brian, as you as you turn the pillowcase inside out, you see a condom fall out. No! <laughs> now that's an uh! old condom, though, because everyone here has been dead for a while. It's crusty. <laughs> it's a little singed. <laughs> it turns to powder. <laughs> <laughs> Brian. <laughs> drops the pillow on the ground and screams at the pitch of a 13 year old girl (laughs) jumps on top of the table that is in like the little vending machine area curls into the fetal position and just is gonna sleep there on the table brian sleeps like the batman (laughs) perched overlooking the green room you guys all uh curl up in your various uh sleeping spots and um you guys turn off the lights and you see that uh, there's kind of like a uh, a constant like low dancing light spell uh, that kind of permeates the room and acts as like acts as like a little bit of a nightlight. And uh, you guys find a little bit of uh, comfort in this room and this lighthearted banter that you've been able to have this evening that feels like you haven't really gotten to have in quite a while. And with the uh, the soft dancing lights floating overhead, your eyes all close, and uh, you guys drift off to sleep. And with that, class is dismissed. Oh, thank God. I was worried something terrible was going to happen. I know. I thought about it. I thought about it.
Dragons is Andy Lindsay as Victoria Hightower, Danielle Grisco as Brian Tolkien, Brandon Lindsay as Cecil McNamara, and myself, Riley Wesson, as your DM. Thanks so much for listening to this session of D. Holland Dragons. If you enjoyed it, we would love to see a five-star review from you, and we'd love it even more if you could share it with a friend. Our theme music is Sonic Pogo by Vans in Japan. Other music can be found in the episode description. And our artwork is, as always, done by the incredibly talented Carlina Alvarez. A link to her stuff can be found in the description as well. Until next time, I just want to take this chance to uh, just shout out all of my fellow players. Uh, Danielle just got moved into a new place. Brandon has been kicking ass at his job lately. I'm actually opening a musical here in just a few days, and Andy just got hired on for a new job that she is incredibly excited about, and I could not be prouder of all of you, and I love all of my friends so much. It is a blast getting to play with you guys. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next session. D&D Beyond has a little pride flag. My D&D Beyond is homophobic, actually. <laughs> Brandon's D&D Beyond is actually boycotting pride, apparently. Wow. Let's cancel, Brandon. It knows I'm only half gay, so it's like, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> you can't do that.